for our diving Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raw Recovery, a Trudging Together podcast. Uh, today, we are kicking off our professional series. And with us today, we actually have a former speaker. Uh, Lisa has been on before telling us her story, um, but I wanted to invite her back because she is also a professional in the field. In fact, we were discussing all this before we got on. And we were like, let's get to recording because this is all the stuff we need to talk about. Um, so Lisa is a little bit north of us. So she kind of handles uh, stuff up north for Collins, Boulder, uh, that kind of area. And um, what she runs is what's called the Tribal Experience Corner. Um, Lisa, uh, welcome, welcome back to the show. Um, as a professional, we're looking forward to talking to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Tribal Experience Corner? Thank you, Dion and um, Jill, for having me back. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Um, Tribal Experience Corner is advocating for the returned citizens. So okay. uglier language, felons in recovery. Got we it. are all um, a team of certified recovery coaches who are ex-gang members, ex-convicts, ex-drug misusers who mm-hmm. have walked that walk and came back to help the next. Um, we really specialize in helping those coming out of incarceration um, okay. and getting back onto their feet and into the community. Uh, we mentor them for that first year coming out and it's okay. been established the simple things that just need to be done, but yet are, are obstacles, especially when you've lost so much and now you're marked as a felon. Yeah. Um, well, substance and you're, used as a, yeah, and you're coming ahead. out to a different world. Oh yeah. A good it, chance, oh, yeah. depending how long you've been there. Look how fast the world moves. We didn't have yep. Facebook five, you know, five, well, I guess it's been 10 years. But there again, I just proved my point. So yep. let's say I'm a felon and I'm coming out. I get in touch with tribal. What What's my experience going to be like? An embrace of a tribe. Um, somebody who understands mm-hmm. what's going through can meet you where you're at. Um to help you um, get through all those obstacles, we want to break down that recidivism rate mm-hmm. where people are spending and going back um, due to obstacles. So, do you, do you mind so, explaining re- what recidivism is? Sorry. Yeah, recidivism is the return the the turn rate. Um, so, folks mm-hmm. coming out of incarceration um, uh, and offend like uh, committing another offense while okay. they're on. Um, so re reoffenders is pretty much what re-offenders, that means. Yeah. Okay. It's re the revolving door of reoffending that got people it. just go back to what you know if somebody is not there to show you different. Okay. Yeah. And so we want to break down that recidivism rate, um, being that um, you know, and if we can if we can accomplish somebody help accomplish back on the but you know, so at the same time. There's just like, you know, coming out, you need work, you know, and, and you're yeah. not being out as a felon already is hard enough, you know, but then uh, trying to establish a bank account, yep. uh, ideas required, all of these obstacles, housing, and uh, it's really hard to find housing as a felon. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you're marked as that, you're marked as that, and they hold that against you. For the rest of our lives, we're held against uh, 
our mistake that we made. Exactly. And, um, and so, uh, you know, it's really um, looking at that, but a huge piece of it is the uh, substance use. You know, when we look at statistics, and this is more of pre-COVID um, times as okay. it was, it was a, we're at 49% reoffending okay. in the first year. So the way we design this is that in that first year that we walk alongside them, because once they get through that first year, that reoffending rate drops down to a 24%. Wow. So I'm looking at half. that and if we, it's cut in half. So if we could just get through that first year, it's huge. Okay. And what, what do you think are, are some uh, good things for somebody coming out? Um, what, you know, what should they do? I know I'm a big person on, you know, when I have a new guy is having accountability buddies, um, having people that, you know, and especially coming out of jail, you're, you're kind of lost, you know, um, you know, you're not going to have a roof over your head. And I'm the kind of person I believe in housing first. Um, I know that you're on board with that too. Um, putting a roof over somebody's house first. That's the first thing. To Nobody's going to care about, you know, honestly, it's hard to focus on your recovery without stable housing. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in survival mode, that's the last thing you're going to, it's going to be on your mind. It's honestly, and I don't, I don't blame them. You know, and I work with a lot of, we do a lot of street outreach, yeah. uh, getting down into the depths of folks that are experiencing homelessness. Mm -hmm. And I mean, who could blame them? Who can yes. blame them? Like when you, when you are in survival mode, you're going to numb yourself out. So yeah. that, is, that is so important to, to be able to stabilize your housing, um, to be able to then to let work on other areas of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was homeless myself at one point and I still have nightmares. I had a nightmare last night about being homeless and not having anywhere to go or a place to quote unquote call home. Um, so uh, this is something I very much understand for me, it wasn't really necessary being out on the street, but feeling so lost and not having any direction, that was the hard part. And then your day is determined by other people oh, and absolutely. that makes it even tougher. So when you're not having to wonder where you're going to sleep tonight, you're going to have a better success rate at staying sober, period. Oh, yes. I agree 100% with that. It's, it goes to that, you know, that Maslow's pyramid. Yeah. You know, of the basic human needs and and stable housing is right there. That's no. very important. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, and, you know, I think we as people, we all need a space where we can go where, you know, it's our it's our safe spot. You know, even in our house here, I have my safe spot. If I'm over here, just don't bug me right now. I'm decompressing and everybody has their spot. Um, and it's important that people have that place to themselves. Um, being a man, I'm telling you, it makes a big difference as a guy knowing, hey, you know, I did this and I'm being an upstanding, I'm being an upstanding human being now and they want to continue on that road. Um, and I'm presuming that's how you guys kind of back them also. Um, yes. I'm presuming they have a recovery coach the first year also. Yes. Yep. We, so they've got a recovery coach that is um, mentoring them that first year and helping them get through all those obstacles. And we also do uh, virtual and in-person support okay. groups um, where they get that 
that whole uh, feeling of being in a tribe and that's where tribal experience corner came from yeah. is just that whole culture of a tribe of folks that have like mind, like uh, experiences, like we just have that understanding, you know, a team of folks, like a family, uh, a family from your family, you know, to embrace you and support you and, you know, just be there for you because it just takes a village. And um, it does, you know, um, and then that's what's great. And, and I want to, I want to clarify also that the recovery coaches that these people are talking to are people that have been there themselves. So they've gone through this process and it becomes an attraction, not promotion kind of thing. Um, you know, I believe that people can change, man. I'm, I'm, I've got three people right here, including myself. You know, it's just that I didn't get caught. That's the only difference. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I hear you. You know, and along with all this, because substance misuse is pretty high up there. I mean, we're in the 80% of folks that are involved in the justice system mm -hmm. are some, there's some sort of a substance misuse going on. Um, you know, because I could say for myself, the, the crimes that I've committed as being I'm a felon and uh, I wouldn't have done probably anything that I had if I wouldn't have been high. Yeah. You know, like, and so we just, we, we, we make chances are going a lot higher if you're on something that you're going to go yeah, make a bad choice. Yeah. Because drugs and alcohol bring down your, your conscious ability to be able to process any of that. And what's on your mind is getting what it is that you want at any at any expense oh yeah um and it's a it's like living in hell it is um and then we go through our life and we tend to justify those things so yep. so what kind of what kind of uh as far as like jobs and stuff what kind of jobs are these people kind of these people are you know why well, didn't want to say him her or anything like that i was trying to be politically correct but uh, as they come out, what kind of work are we looking at? Boy, it's a huge variety. Everybody has their skill set, you know, uh -huh. and I, I really wish, you know, looking at prison reform, I really wish and hope one day that there'll be, there, there'll be a change because a lot of us get some sort of an education a certificate while we're locked up, but then we come out and we can't use it because of our charges. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, it's, it's a lot of uh, working with day labor places or, uh, you know, uh, that we seem to find the most support. There is some, there is certain places that do look past um, having a felony as, as sure. in like, a, uh, you know, fast, some fast food restaurants or um, retail stores as well. We've um, found that Target is felon friendly, um, mm -hmm. you know, so we just really, it's job placing them there. Um, we've got some, like I had said, some day labor places that support what we're doing and are willing to give folks, um, some work to do. Okay. Uh, you know, it's really getting out there and advocating. And when, so, you know, I can give an example of, uh, trying to place somebody in a job and their, their skill set was landscape. And I had called a landscaping company trying to, you know, who was going to be felon friendly okay. calling around. And one specific place that I had called to said, absolutely not. We, uh, re we, uh, we maintenance high end, uh, you know, high end places, uh, land, <laughs> landscaping, and uh, some some expensive homes, and you know, right away, kind of went to that stigma of they're gonna be looking a certain way, maybe tatted up, or you know, right away it goes to prison yeah. and what we might look like. So she said, no, we can't have that look. 
So I shared my story with her and how I became a felon and what I'm doing today. And she absolutely changed her heart at that moment and was willing to give one of our uh, position. Yeah. You know, just taking advocating and sharing our story to help somebody else. That's it. That, that is it. And you hit it right on the head. And that's why Jill and I do what we do. That's why we come on and let people share their stories because it advocates good on you, Lisa, man, you just made my heart swell like three times, man. You know, and, and how, and how great does this, does that person feel? You know, Hey, I just, I just got out of prison, but this, but this Lisa girl, man, she advocates for me. She believe she believes in me. Yeah. And we've never had that before. So as a person, you know, and somebody else comes along and they believe in me, what am I going to do with that? Well, I'm going to give more. I'm going to give That's, more. Oh, yeah. That is exactly what it is. And, you know, when I can reflect back when I came out as Mark does a fresh felon, I didn't, I felt set apart from the rest mm. of our community because here I'm marked as that I'm stigmatized, I'm labeled, and, you know, I'm looked at a certain way. And so I, if, why would I care about committing a crime in a community I'm not part of? So if you can give somebody a piece of it, help them feel they're a part of the community, but even getting involved and giving them the option to become a recovery coach themselves, if this is something that they want to make of it, but they get a design that, you know, do their own group, just become like, so, you know, really at tribal, we focus on, you know, even though I set the paperwork, you know what I mean? As the exec is, is, I'm being the leader of it, but this is absolutely a grassroots organization. It is built by the people for the Mm -hmm. people, everybody is everybody can be involved in everybody what they have to say matters um i'm everybody's head is in the game here um yeah. and so it's just hitting every aspect possible without trying to exclude any part of it um in yeah. any way shape or form where we've also got bilingual services we've got spanish-speaking recovery coaches wow um you know and just trying to really not exclude anybody from this um you know but that's uh, absolutely that's a piece if you could give uh, help somebody feel that they matter that they're important that they're part of this community this we're all working together for the good mm-hmm. chances are going to lower quite a bit that they're going to go commit another uh, offense in our community that they they suddenly feel yeah. part of yeah because now they have they have their own they've invested their own time and effort into the community so now you're a part of it and as a human being, we have natural instincts that we follow. And that's a great way to do it. Good on you, Lisa. Good on yeah. you. You know, um, and I kind of feel what that's what it's all about. That's what Jill and I try and do all the time is create safe places for people to come and express their feelings. And it really is, you know, that simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. And nothing in and nothing is too big. Let's hear it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a no judgment zone walking into our office and people in a safe place where people can share absolutely whatever is on their mind that they've <laughs> some interesting things. To, but, you know, absolutely everything is welcome. I want it to be that open and, and welcoming and comfortable that if somebody's got something going on, I absolutely don't want them to suffer in silence. Yeah. No matter how bad it might sound, like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think, you know, because I talk a lot about leadership and things like that. And I think that's what 
I think that's kind of what we're talking about here is that we're doing this by example. Um, and that's what leaders do. We do things by example. So I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I haven't already done. Not willing to do, have already done. Um, yep. That includes the 12 steps. That includes uh, going beyond the 12 steps into emotional sobriety. Going out there and doing things like advocating for what you feel is right because you are absolutely correct. I think so. This is a community problem. It should be solved by the community, and that's it. Absolutely. I don't uh, believe you know, in government crap in this. I don't, you know, and when I, you know, I, I was given the opportunity to speak in front of the Larimer County Commissioners, mm -hmm. and it's absolutely, that's what I had told them. We, we, we destroyed our streets. We ran these, I mean, we ran amok in our hoods. Yeah. And who better to know how to correct this than us? Yeah who destroyed it. We, we, you know, and, and, and the passion and the, the purpose and the intention that we all have finding meaning in this and wanting to better our community is just such a beautiful picture to see when we're out there doing street outreach. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and cause you're not, the thing is, is with what we do. Okay. I'm a big family afterward guy. The, the, the uh, chapter in, in the big book, I'm a big family afterward guy. And it says in there, that our story, our story, my story can help repair families. That, wow. Have you ever wow. seen, have you ever seen a guy get his little girl back? Have you ever, have you, and I know you guys have seen this. You've seen a woman get her, her boy back when she spent the last two years waiting for the fucking phone to ring. Yep. Man. Yeah. That's cool shit. I'm, I'm, I'm crying, yes, but it's good stuff. It's because I, I feel deeply about this. Um, we can help when no one else can. And, we're, and I'm certainly not putting down government entities, but I'm saying that they have no place in it. We destroyed it. We can go fit. You know, it is a community thing. Because right. when people think government, they think hurdles. When you think community, you think fellowship. Absolutely. You know, and I live by this quote is a tribal experience corner quote that um, I tell the coaches, I tell anyone we're out advocating who better is the expert of the subject than the one who lived it. That's right. Well, we know things that normal people don't know. Um, I was talking, I, I went to go help this group. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Actually, they're great though. Dry bones. They help uh, kids. Homeless, homeless youth get off the street and help with substance use disorder, things like that. Great program. And what they had done is they had gotten some chargers for phones, the, the uh, uh, sun chargers. Um, what do you call them? Whatever. Um, but they oh, solar were chargers? solar chargers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the problem was people kept stealing them. <laughs> And they're like, so we don't know what to do. We want to be able to help. And I'm like, then you go find street mom. Trust me, you'll find her. She's the one giving everybody orders and telling them what to do. Go find her and give them to her. And she will make sure that it's done, that it's taken care of. You know, right. these are things that you and I know, 
you know, that normie people just, oh, well, really? Well, see, the thing is, I have this thing in here called survival mode that I can <laughs> access at any time. I don't have to go back there and live it, but I can access it. And that's, and that's where we're different. That's where we're different. Absolutely. You know, therapists, doctors, all of them, they have their place. They do. I love my therapist. Absolutely. You know, but there's um, just some stuff that you just don't, you know, mm -hmm. knowledge is one thing, you know, we can get it from our, our great public educational system, you know, or for free, I know, or uh, pay for it through college and get our degree. Sure. You know, that's not, but wisdom is absolutely lived. You just got to live through it to mm -hmm. have that wisdom of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes, that comes, sometimes that comes with time. And I think, you know, people really need to give themselves a chance. Um, yeah. When I first came into AA, we don't really say it much anymore, but they used to say the first year is yours. After that, it's not. So be selfish your first year, because after that, you have some work to do. And that's, you know, I haven't heard that in a long time, but, you know, we have to give ourselves time. It is the number one thing. It is the only thing that is going to, that is going to help us is time. Um, you know, I'm 50 years old. I have life hacks that I didn't know at 20. Yeah. yeah. And that just comes from doing things over and over and over again and experience Which, different things. Right. And what you had mentioned in that being selfish in that first year, I mean, I can reflect at that and talk about self-care for hours and how sure. important it is. Because if we are not selfish as far as self-care goes, we might, we might get our, we might catch ourselves having a setback you know it's just it's very mm -hmm. easy to, if we lose uh sight of what got us into recovery in the first place absolutely yeah the yeah sometimes and I, this has happened to me where i got too big for my britches you know and people came on Dion, settle down calm down <laughs> don't don't reinvent the freaking wheel just <laughs> breathe in and out that's your only job right now that's right okay I drove my sponsor crazy because I'm an idea guy. You know, I'm a month sober. I'm ready to open up an AA club and do that, you know, <laughs> and do all this crap. And he's like, Dion, I love your enthusiasm, but no. <laughs> Absolutely I not. Because I run into that as well, you know, with working with folks where, you know, they're very early in recovery and want to take it all right away, just mm -hmm. take a big bite out of life and it's really good. We've, we've got to get ourselves in a, a very uh, solid recovery. Correct. Some time, like you said, it just takes time. It does. Take time on that steps one, two, and three. That's your foundation. There's yeah. going to be, there's been days when I've had harder days. So I relied on my foundation because it's solid. Um, I'm always going back to basics. One, two, and three every day have to yep. yeah um and you know i'd like to and i'd like to cover that a little bit on on some self-care um you know so with what lisa and myself and jill and what we do all day long and this is what we do right and we're usually paying for it out of our pocket by the way so donate <laughs> go to travel yes. corner experience and donate guys um 
but it takes a toll on us. Okay. So if you, you know, it is great to be steeped in recovery, but you need to take time for yourself and decompress. Go watch, go watch TV, go for a walk, do something that doesn't require your brain. Yep. And let it do its thing. Yep. Visiting with the support. You're playing with your, playing with your fur babies. Yeah. Uh, No, anything that just exactly does not require problem solving. Yeah. And that gives your, and that gives your brain a chance to sort through all this without you interfering. That makes sense. Because our subconscious takes care of like 80% of what we do. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's just so important self-care. And when you, when we look at all of the aspects of a healthy recovery, a uh, whole health, you know, self-care goes into boundaries. Like we talked about when you had, mm-hmm. you were talking about boundaries on your uh, podcast, I think last week or so, mm-hmm. man, is that a huge one? Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. We've had yeah. to have, we've got to uh, not feel bad. You know, it's hard when we're in recovery to not want to be a people pleaser to fix everybody because we figured it yeah. out. So let's help everybody else. But mm-hmm. um, boundaries are, they've got to be solid there for our yeah. own good. And, and I have found, um, you know, I'm still working on boundaries. So what I did is I start boundaries with myself. Okay, Dion, you can't have alcohol in the house. Dion, you can't, you know, you can't come home drunk. Those are boundaries I put on myself in the beginning. Then I start with boundaries like um, I stopped calling myself names. That's a boundary. I don't call it. And we talked about, we actually talked about this in the noon meeting that, that you have to stop calling yourself names, right? Don't talk to my friend like that. I mean, I'm my friend and I don't talk to me like that. I don't let you talk to me like that. And then I go one step further. I apologize to myself if I do that because I deserve it, man. I do. And nobody's going to come along and do it for me. <laughs> my happiness uh, and my so joy and my serenity starts here. You know, and I'm pointing at my heart, guys. Um, and that's where it starts for me. Because it's where God lives. I absolutely love that. That's such a good um, point that you brought up about we are our, our best friend. You know, we wouldn't let somebody else talk to us like that. Mm-hmm. So why do we talk to ourselves like that? Yeah. And yeah. I think our attitude with ourselves is a direct reflection of how we treat other people. Ooh, you know, mm. it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like the saying I, I saw a few weeks ago. It said, sure, you would die for your children, but would you get well? That one hurt. That's deep. That, that is deep. That one. Yeah. For people like us, that hurts. Cause we all say that I'd, I'd take a bullet from my kid. I'd, I'd yeah. go to prison for the rest of my life for my kid, but will we get well for our kid? Yeah. That's real change. It is. Oh, um, and for me, I, I got sober for my wife and kids and I know they're saying do it for yourself, but you guys, I wanted my wife and kids back. That was for me. They told me to be selfish. Well, I was, and guess what? Yeah. I got them all back. Good job. All my kids talk to me now. Sometimes they'll even do something weird, like call me for advice. You know? <laughs> it, it's weird, you know. My daughter's going through some stuff, and and 
Dion is part of a safety plan. That's odd to me. Dion Miller's safety plan. That was never in a sentence before. That's got to feel good, though. You it know, does. I, I, not, I don't like the situation, but the fact that um, she asked me to be a part of it is what makes a big difference. And it's yeah. cha- and it changed our relationship. Now we're, now we can actually talk instead of instead of avoid things, you know. Yep. And I think that's what we're doing here too. Is we're you guys, what the reason we come on here and do this is to kind of stir things up, get your mind going, have you think on these things. Um, we want you to be a part of. Um, everybody has a talent. Okay? And what Lee, Lisa's doing what we do, you're going to come in, we're going to find your talent and your passion, and then we're going to go get it for you. That's yep. what we do. And then we're going to match you up. We're going to go out, we're going to advocate for you. Holy crap. You know, you're going to be a different person. You are. Oh, it's been beautiful to watch the change in folks, you know, just that. That uh, sense of hopelessness when they're coming out and just to see that spark be, you know, ignited in them again and see that they now walk with purpose and intention and meaning um, in life. It's just it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. Well, and. You know, there there comes a whole set of other things when you get out because you're used to, you know, um, you know, your biggest skill is is ramen. <laughs> That's about all you know how to cook when you come out, you know, get your Cheeto bags and say, OK, well, we call it spread. That's what it was. Yeah, I've been, I've been in jail for a while, so. Yeah, we know how to make spread, but other than that, we don't know how to boil water or anything else when we get out. Take our meds, go to see a primary care physician, get a job, get our driver's license, buying a car. See what normal people think that is just a day to day thing is a challenge for some people um, until they get over the humps and they find out that it really isn't that hard. Yeah, you know, and it's those are things we, you know, we accumulate throughout our life Mm -hmm. when you're getting out these are requirements often of parole or probation to do there you all go. These yeah. often like it's, it feels like it's just not going to be, ha- it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, if it's impossible. And so if somebody can walk alongside you, who's done it themselves and knows what needs to be done, mm-hmm. it, it's just a whole, this is, it's a, to- the picture looks totally different. It does where there, where there is depression and shame and guilt there is now hope and joy and success. Absolutely. Because they're going to get through their first day and guess what? You did it. Yep. You know, that's why I like talking a bit. You know, okay. I only have five days. Don't you dare say that in front of me. <laughs> Don't yep. you dare because I'm going to shove joy up your butt. You do that, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You're going to, and you're going to let, because you know, Every day we, is a celebration. That's it. You went yep. one day. That is change, man. That is yep. a lot. Five days sober is longer than five years sober. Oh, man, isn't it? Yeah. That's the toughest, you know, to get through that. And it, it does, you know, the, the, the more that we practice and we get our skill set and that we work on ourselves and our whole health and our recovery, it gets gets easier. But those stuff, the, the beginning is definitely rough. Yeah. It is. 
initial change is, is hard to make and it's scary and fear of the unknown. And how am I going to live without this? And mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, a lot of fear. And I, I uh, absolutely love this uh, acronym for fear is fuck everything and run, mm-hmm. you know, and we do that. We yeah. have that fuck it button to say, and it's like when the going gets tough, screw it. Yeah. Tough, get going. Yep. And so fear is a huge, a huge one. Uh, Certainly. And we, and we may not even know we're going through it. See, right. our, our mind is going to take the path of least resistance. Unfortunately for us, the path of least resistance is a lot of fucking drama. Oh yeah. Cause we're used to it. We're, you, you know, one day my sister turned to me and she said, Dion, I'm just gonna have to get used to the fact that your life is always going to be full of drama. Fuck mm. you. <laughs> yeah. And now it's not anymore. She was trying to tell me something, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, I told my sister at the time to piss off. <laughs> and then I laughed because she's right. You know? Um, you know, and I think that goes into self-sabotaging, yeah. you know, when that, that risky, high-risk behavior, high-risk thinking goes to self-sabotaging, which goes to our self-esteem, uh, that we, do we not believe we deserve a drama-free life? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and what we're actually trying to do is just make ourselves feel better. That's all we're doing. So if we can show these people that there's actually an easier way to feel better, then they'll probably take it. Yep. Probably will. Especially when they see the dividends that they get back, you know? Oh yeah. The reward is great. I never thought my kids were going to talk to me again and I wouldn't have blamed them. Yep. But Fortunately, it's not up to me. It's up to God. <laughs> so um, his gifts are much better than anything I could ever imagine. And I have a pretty good imagination. So, I so agree. Lisa, what what do you see uh, in the f- near future for tribal experience corner? For the new... We're, what our vision is for this next year is uh, really bringing on um, as many certified recovery coaches as uh, possible okay. to get this work done up here. You know, Northern Colorado definitely is out here more rural. The, okay. uh, sources, there's a lack of them up here. Um, to be able to reach as many people as possible to help them meet them where they're at. Uh, any aspect, we really are wanting to bring on um, anything about uh, wellness of one, even it be harm reduction. Okay. We're uh, we're up against a bit of a battle up here in this county, uh, politically wise, as far yeah. as uh, government uh, officials believing in harm reduction. Mm-hmm. But we are up for the challenge. Um, we'd love to see uh, mobile um, syringe exchange happening. Yeah. Um, like you know, a bookmobile. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. because that's somebody's son, daughter, brother, mother, father. That's somebody to somebody. Yeah. And we just aren't ready till we're ready, but we cannot get a dead person well. Yeah. Well, and we don't and we don't shoot our wounded. And I know people don't necessarily agree with it, but I have met some people where I gave them 10 bucks and told them to go finish, man. You're not done. Go finish. And people, oh, that's just, uh, no, you don't understand. You don't get it. I was working with a page 21 drunk. I have to be tough on this person. If I'm not, they're not even going to listen to me. Mm -mm. Whereas, you know, okay, I've got a younger person in front of me. 
probably going to lift my voice a little bit, you know. And what we do, guys, is we meet people where they are at, using or not. That's what we do. That we do, and we walk alongside them mm -hmm. on their path to recovery, whatever that looks like. There's multiple pathways. We honor all of them. And, you awesome. know, we're there to support them and meet them where they're at. And I, I absolutely love this uh, a visual, you know, and uh, to see, to understand it. You know, if I was to call one of my coaches and say, hey, can you come pick me up? Their first question, you know, is going to be, well, where are you at? Yeah. You know, until you find out where somebody's at. We can't meet them there. So we've got to figure out where they're at and meet mm -hmm. them there. Yeah. And it's the only way that's going to work. You, you can't expect that person to meet you where you're at. They, you can't transmit something you don't have. Nope. And we can't expect them to be where we're at. We, no. We've got a lot more time and we've got... You know, so we, it's tapping into the time where we, we once were where they're at and being yeah. able to, to, to that, that's a skill set to be able to, to tap into that, mm -hmm. to meet them where they're at. Yeah. I can go back to my first month. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm willing to do that for a newcomer and I'm certainly willing to do it for myself because my forgetter is broken. <laughs> it forget, or it, my forgetter works really well, I think is what it, Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Selectively, so, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, I am a man. So, um, <laughs> first step <clears throat> is in meeting. Me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so oh, I love talking with you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, recovery coaches, what, what else, um, could the community do to help out Lisa and tribal? What could we do? We are, uh, we're run off of grants, private donors and uh, fundraising. So we are absolutely a nonprofit where right now we have no, uh, we're looking for streams of revenue to come in to be able to, okay. um, you know, everyone who's involved with tribal at this point is, this is their dear time that they have volunteered to make this happen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, our, the vision and goal is to have everybody a, a paid position by the end of the year that they can take this, um, our past all of this and, and, and turn it into a career. I want to see yeah. people have a career out of this. Mm -hmm. and, well deserved, and, you know, and yeah. like we go back to that knowledge and that wisdom. And I, you know, when I go out and advocate and talk to people, you know, and they paid thousands maybe for that degree, but like, if you, I guarantee none of them would pay all that money that they had to pay for that degree to have to walk in our shoes for a day. Yeah. Yeah. What we have There's, is priceless. No money for, it is yeah. priceless. It's absolutely yeah. priceless. And so, you know, to, to, to honor that, what people have gone through in their life, but then that strength that they found to overcome it and want to come back and help the next, they absolutely deserve a, a well-paying job for this, mm -hmm. a career. Fantastic. So, so to my audience out there, uh, you guys know me and you know me well enough. Okay. Tribal Experience Corner is going to be where it's at up there. Um. And you can feel you, you guys donate. Trust me, you're okay donating there. All right. Um, because, and I know it's true because I've been working with Lisa and I know what's going on behind the scenes. So um, if you don't, time, they could use your time or maybe reach out, maybe reach out um, uh, for recovery coaching. Maybe you want to become a recovery coach. Um, there's always something. You know, um, 
So we'll be doing our annual fundraiser come August and any anybody who's got any type of, uh, you know, that they can add into it, that would be an attraction sure. or something they can bring to it, it. That would be awesome. You let me know if you need an MC, I'd be willing to give you my time. Oh, thank you. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'll do it and I'll do it for you. I, want... I appreciate you, Dion. Yeah. Jill, thank you guys so much. And for, for uh, putting the word out there for supporting this cause and, and really just having my back. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. And it's not just me. This is for, I just didn't even say me tribal as, as we are, we are a, um, a uh, tribe. So this yeah. is, this is about the tribe up here and for our community. And we, we greatly appreciate you guys. Yeah. Well, you know, we love supporting the things that are, that fall in our path and, and what you guys do is right in our path. Um, and what is our path? We educate. We just, we let people, we have harder conversations. We do, we talk about the things that you need to know. Um, yeah, we inform, we educate, we advocate. That's what we do. That's what yeah, we're here for. Absolutely. So you guys, you got plenty of places to reach out here. Lisa, thank you for taking your time. Um, you guys, she was on our lunch break here. So I appreciate uh, you doing it. She was in her car. Try to take care of stuff. You're doing all sorts of things. So um, thank you again for taking your time. And um, you know, I have a feeling you're probably going to be on in a couple of months with another topic, <clears throat> which, yeah, which we will get to into. More depth, you know, and, and looking at this prison reform in more depth as far as really breaking down, like looking at statistics and, you know, that what our tax dollars are going to, because yeah. this could be going to rehabilitative services. This is, there's just no need for nonviolent offenders to be locked up. Correct. I absolutely agree. No. Yep. All right. Well, we will continue fighting the good fight. Actually, we don't fight fire with fire. We educate and that's what we do. Patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love. That's our code. Thank you, everybody, for being here, for being a part of. Remember, we can always use your time and effort. It's not about money. Actually, it is. Um, <laughs> it, it helps us do what we need to do. But I guarantee you, um, Lisa's not living in some huge mansion freaking house either. All right? She probably lives in a cardboard box in her mom's house. So, <laughs> kidding. All right, guys. Thank you for being here. I love you guys. You know I do. You know I do. Peace out and have a day. Bye. Thank you.